All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. What's going on, everybody? Unbelievably, I've returned in one piece after a long travel day home from Nashville following a surprisingly quiet NHL draft in Nashville. It's the calm before the storm as free agency kicks off tomorrow. Will Brad Living tip his hand is the question. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you on the Friday edition of Leafs Morning Take. What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, I'm kind of bored wondering what the heck is going on in this league and why nothing's happening. Like an entire draft and like day one, not a single trade was made. Like nothing happened. No news to the Maple Leafs. It's almost July 1 and like zero has happened. Camp and Holmberg. I'm bored. That's how I am. I'm bored. Yeah, we should make Rosie a shirt that says I'm bored. But believe it or not, having covered now, I guess, five or six NHL drafts, this seems to happen every year. Like you can't forget as well the buildup, the lead up, the the five, six days before the draft were actually really, really busy for a lot of teams. And I do think it's a useful time for GMs to get together and teams to talk, you know, having been at the media hotel, I can tell you in a couple different accounts and fronts that I saw plenty of teams, plenty of agents, a lot of people talking. Like when you converge that way, it sets the pathway for the future. And so while it stinks on the surface, not that there was not much of activity. And again, there is usually activity. So this year was maybe a bit of a one-off. I 
I think part and parcel as well to the conversation about the salary cap world, but for sure, I think, you know, we'll talk about this throughout the next 30 minutes or so. It stems to two names and two players on this roster, but you would think, you you have to think over the next 24 hours, Rosie, a lot's going to hit the fan in Leafs Nation. You would think, you would hope it's... Uh... It's something needs to be done. And I, again, I said it yesterday. I hope it's big. I hope some splash happens, but it just, everything is, is teeing up to be totally quiet, totally, I don't know, disappointing. And, you know, if you look at it, I feel like the cap only going up by a million bucks. Like people were talking all year long, how cap's going to go up caps. And people are still saying, Oh, oh, don't don't worry about this long four-year, five-year contract. The cap's gonna go up. Like, like says who? They said it was gonna go up kind of this year. People expected a million bucks. It might as well not even have gone up at all. Yet all these guys want to get paid and like big raises for doing what you do. And it's like, well, it's just I think that's why the lack of activity is happening, and it's just kind of quiet and agents and GMs are kind of at a, a standstill, it seems like. But, uh, you know, hopefully I'm proven wrong tomorrow. Free agent frenzy. Hopefully it goes off. But uh, I feel like it's just quiet because, uh, you know, guys' hands are tied. Patience is a virtue, my friend. Just uh, hang on a bit longer here in the offseason. We'll get cooking in a big way. Remember to subscribe. Tap that like button. Leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Should mention as well, we'll bring you a bonus edition of Leafs Morning Take coming out tomorrow. And I know it's called Leafs Morning Take, but it's going to actually happen in the afternoon. We're going to be live with you at 3 p.m. Eastern time. One mountain, so stay tuned for that as the things uh, as things get underway. As we know, in free agency, we'll have a free agency special as well with Daily Faceoff that both Rosie and I will be covering and on. So make sure to check that out as well, and um, we'll, we'll we'll break down everything that transpires in the Maple Leafs front. And again, the LeafsNation.com doing some great things as well. So make sure to check them out. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, you can drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to that a bit later on in the show. But for now, let's get over the boards. All right, so first and foremost, just a bit of a recap as to what transpired for the Maple Leafs at the draft. We talked about it yesterday, the first round, first round pick, Easton Cowan. Uh, they made two more selections, so they didn't make any trades when it came to the draft picks. They had a fifth and a sixth as well. They got Hudson Malinowski. Um, my apologies if I messed up his last name from the Brooks Bandits and the AJHL close to your neck of the woods. Love and, it. Uh, Noah Chadwick from the Lethbridge Hurricanes, a defenseman. Good Western boys. Nice to see yep. Bring some jam to this goddamn thing. Nah, I don't know, man. I can't. I can't act. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know yeah, these yeah. guys or what they do or what they bring. But um, it's just always kind of fun to say, okay, these guys are mm-hmm. in the pipeline now. You know, whatever these guys become, it's going to be part of our team. So rock and roll. I uh, Brooks Bandits are an absolute dominant force in the AJHL um, ownership took over new building and they are just crushing out the talent. So that's good to see. And uh, you know, a good Western fell in the WHL. So cool, man. You know, there's uh there's big times Leafs, Leafs fans out here too. And uh, you know, be fun to talk to these kids. Maybe we can track them down and say, what's it like to be drafted to the Maple Leafs and uh, you know, good chance there's going to be some stories about, 
you know, my grandpa followed them forever. My dad had a Maple Leaf sticker in the window of his car growing up. And, you know, that's, uh, that's not lost out here either. So interesting for those kids. Congratulations. And hopefully they turn into something monstrous. Very well said. And uh, it's sort of funny how the mood sort of changed on the first round or Easton Cowan from the other night where people are like, what the hell? And then like news comes out that he's a big Mitch Marner guy. He's a London Knight. And people are like, oh, this is fantastic. I mean, the truth of the matter is, and we, we talked about this yesterday. Ideally, a lot of us covering the team do not have any idea about these prospects. That's why I put so much faith and I have in my career in the last 12 years covering the NHL. When I have prospects people on, I believe them. I trust them. Everybody's going to have a different opinion. Like, for example, over at Daily Faceoff, Stephen Ellis, Matt Larkin are the sort of prospect gurus, especially and specifically a guy like Stephen Ellis. Like He watches them on a daily basis. Uh, he goes to games. Like I, I can't come out there and say, you know, based on three clips that I see that this kid's a bust or he isn't. But again, it's, you always have to be careful with the narrative surrounding, you know, people, it's Bradtree living. There's a lot of Kyle Dubas people here. So anything he does, they're going to shit on it. Yeah. It's the way she goes when you got succession going on. And if something happens and people like this state that we're in, people don't like it. And I mean, we know that better than anybody, but you know, having the insiders on that we have and whatnot, I mean, we follow one team, right? And we try to stay up to date on, you know, let's just say all the people who've played on the roster last year, the Holmbergs of this, this guy's hurt, that guy's hurt, all oh, this guy's long-term IR to try to stay up with that. Okay. We, that's the job league wide. That becomes difficult. Can you imagine following the AJHL, the WHL, exactly. the BCHL, the the and everything else, and then having a, a prospect list and ranking all of them. Like, are you kidding me? I am so glad that we can just say, I don't know anything about this guy because I'm not supposed to, but hopefully he pans out because that job is so massive. And I remember seeing the scouts, and I got buddies now that are scouts that just sit in rinks and watch hockey and come up with a list of players that they think you need to go after. It is quite the job and good on them. And uh, I hope these guys pan out. I know nothing about them. I'm not going to claim to, but uh, you know, that's the draft for you. Everyone uh, picks these young kids on the best of their ability, on the knowledge that they have at the time. And everyone just sits there and hopes they pan out. And the reality is too, furthermore to that point is that when these kids, if they do pan out, it won't be relevant anymore because this window for the May police is closing over the next couple of years anyways. But you, you hit the nail on the head. Like it's been very, very quiet as expected before we get into Nylander and Matthews. Um, you know, the big news obviously of the week um, was David Kampf and Pontus Holmberg. But I think the depth will be a big conversation over the next couple of days. How can they remodel that bottom six? It's been a story quite frankly, every off season, but um, the chess match is underway with Willie Nylander's camp. Rosie, I'm sure you've seen this on social media. I'm just always so careful. And I'm always curious to get your opinion because you played in the league and you're a former player and you've dealt with agents. Like the report comes out yesterday that there's a sizable gap. I believe that was from Pierre Lebrun of the athletic. Are we shocked? Not really. We know a 10 team, no trade kicks in on Saturday for Willie Nylander, but I do think there's an element of public posturing here. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, I don't think either camp has reason to make a move and they are posturing for sure. Wouldn't you? If you're if you're oh, yeah. his agent, you're gonna sit there and go, absolutely not. He is underpaid. He proved his worth. He was one of your standout guys in the playoffs. 
Um, you want to risk losing them, you go ahead. But we know the value and Tree Living sitting there going, hey, the cap only went up by a million bucks. Like we got no reason to jump into anything here. And for that reason, they're far apart. But it's not like we're going to lose this guy tomorrow, right? There's no, this isn't a, this isn't lose this free agent to nothing tomorrow. This isn't have to get the deal done at the 11th hour type of thing. He's under contract next year. And I always kind of chuckle at, you know, whether it's a Dubis, you know, contract or whether it's the Keefe contract or a Nylander contract, you know, people act as if this thing has to get done right now. And it's like you sign a five-year contract that includes the fifth year, right? You, it's not a four-year contract and you have to lock this guy and decide what's going to happen to him. But everyone kind of acts as though it is. So to me sitting here, being in his position, thinking about, you know, whether he gets a deal done or not, you're sitting there with a contract for next year. You don't have to take less than you think on Thursday for no reason. No one's going to do that. So I understand why they're still far apart and it doesn't necessarily worry me. The PR game is so fascinating, man. Like in my opinion, there's a reason why this type of information comes out, whether it's from the GM's camp or it's from the agent's camp. And I think, you know, there's got to be some concession on both sides, but what we're seeing here is a, is a negotiation. Sometimes the media gets involved. Yeah, for sure. And no one wants to tip their hand. No one wants to say, I would probably be willing to take X when, you know, you still think there's a chance to get Y. So that goes for that goes both ways. And I mean, sometimes when a guy can't get done and you know they're going to get done, they do this posturing thing into training camp and the guy doesn't report. And like that happens. This is we're still a year and change away a year and a summer away from that potentially happening. So you can understand why it hasn't been done yet. And again, it's it's both sides not wanting to tip their hand and both sides being hopeful that they get the best possible deal they could have. I know it was a different regime last time, but I think the least better be prepared for anything when it comes to Nylander. And I know he's, you know, he's, he's got a contract. He's got to play regardless uh, next year. Remember what happened last time though? He went all the way till November, signed at the last minute. I remember the game... I think it was a game in Minnesota and they finally did it, but it was like the ultimate game of chicken with him and Lou Lamarillo. I do remember that. He's not, uh, and he's a character. I mean, the way yeah. he talks, the way he handles himself, I believe that, you know, personally he's a character and mm-hmm. I don't think that he's scared to dick around and, and he's not, you know, I feel like if things aren't going well and he gets a call from his agent and it's like do or die, he'll, he'd be like, eh, like that shit. I'm going to walk my dog. And he just goes about his business like, holy smokes. I don't think he's scared to to get in a jam. I know he's not scared because he did hold out till November. And that is kind of crazy to get the contract he's currently on. So um, time will tell, man, if this, uh, you know, the only thing we're talking about is it goes to a, a no trade clause and a, a limited no trade clause. Yeah. I guess it is with certain teams and whatnot. And I mean, honestly, that's, that's probably fine. You, uh, it just narrows down tree livings options, options and phone numbers that he's going to call regarding it. And okay, that's fine. That's why he has it in there. It's probably teams that, you know, he feels like he could be comfortable playing on. He likes the direction they're going, likes the city they play in. He likes the taxes in the state, blah, blah, blah you know, those will just be the people that he calls to get a deal done if they can't make it work. So you're really not losing anything by not getting it done right now. And I'm not surprised that it's nothing happened. So again, a 10 team, no trade kicks in on Saturday for Nylander. But again, it is the ultimate game of chicken. And to me, not much has happened either way, but 
again, like the narrative control is going to be very, very fascinating to me. And, and undoubtedly, it'll be a topic of conversation throughout the weekend. There has to be concessions. And I think both sides, quite frankly, have learned from the last time. And I just think this is going to be mighty well, riveting. But I weirdly enough, I feel very, you know, optimistic. I mean, I think there's been too much positivity from both sides for way too long here since Brad Living took over for all for, for it to all fall apart. I, I just think on top of that, I think it's a tough trade to make. But I do think at the very least, and we talked about this this week, the Leafs know what they can get. I think they have to have a pretty good understanding of what what they want back in a trade for Nylander if they have to do it. So you you think they're gonna? You think if you had the crystal ball, what well, where's your money? Do you think they're gonna deal this guy, or do you think no. he's gonna be Leaf long term? No, I think famous last words. Maybe I I just think there's way too much optimism. I, I think Brad Treliving, uh, he's been known to be a shooter, and his positivity surrounding the situation pretty much. You know, within reason saying I'm going to get the job done here, I believe him. I think they're going to find a way to find a resolution and a pathway. Do you feel the same or you think there's a potential for a deal here? It's hard to say. I, I want him to be back. I want, I don't want to lose Willie Nylander. And no. I mean, obviously, if we got a deal done, it's like, well, what do we get for him? And what does that look like before I start saying, I don't want that to happen, but I want him to come back. I like him as a player. Um, I think he was one of the standouts of the core four in a lot of a lot of different times, including the playoffs. And I want him to come back. I think that he is underpaid right now. He's going to get a raise. What that looks like, I don't know. And I am kind of worried that he's a guy who thinks I am going to demand this. And it's like, when you look at our cap situation, you look at the core four, it's like, Jesus, man, like, how are we going to make that happen? I know. Knowing what's coming down the barrel of contracts the next year, um, it, it worries me that they are going to be honestly like crunch time too far apart and they're going to have to make some kind of a deal. But uh I don't know. He's a quality player. You, you'd think you get lots in return for him. And again, there's time is on both parties side, which is why I feel they are far apart right now as they probably should be because both teams are claiming they have this to work with and doesn't worry me, but it's like, what, if we can't sign this guy, what can we get? And do we look better or, you know, like this roster, I just keep thinking about September, October. It is it going to be better than it was last year? Because last year it looked pretty damn good, especially at trade deadline. Looked damn good. We were happy. Lots of people were buzzing about the Maple Leafs and the additions they made and thought we filled a lot of holes and the goaltenders were were making things happen. We beefed up on D. We got the Ryan O'Reilly's done and it looked good. And it didn't, I mean, ultimately just didn't really work at all. If you look at the Florida series, it just, holy shit, it just didn't work. We had nothing. We had no chance at beating that team. Does this team get better come October is kind of my only worry. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, yeah, I know. And and that's the concern, right? With this team and how many kicks of the can will they have down the road? What, what happens with Nylander? What happens with Matthews? You can't forget free agency coming up, kicks off at noon Eastern time on Saturday. And that's how we talked about this the last month or so since Brad Tree Living took over the job. Like we don't envy the job at all. Like he's just been so busy, so many moving factors. Yes, they have a good team, uh, you know, to help him along with this ride, but he's just been so, so busy. And uh, we talked about this yesterday. They've been linked to Ryan Reeves. They've been linked to Austin Watson. Things have been, gone really, really quiet on Ryan O'Reilly, which I don't think is positive yeah. at all. And they're still talking to Luke Shen, but uh, I mean, I don't know if you have any more insight, any breakdown from from the Shen side that you want to share, but it's getting really, really close to free agency kicking off and the Shen deal is nowhere close, it sounds like. Yeah, and to be honest with you, last time I talked to him, he was doing a wedding or stag, he was busy and just kind of like life was happening for the guy who was doing his mm-hmm. summer thing, but uh, I'll definitely give him a buzz today and say, what do you hear and see him what he gives me, but uh, nothing, he'll give you nothing. Most likely. And like, <laughs> like you say, Ryan O'Reilly, like no nothing that anything like he could just, you know, 9 a.m. July 1 tomorrow. Boom. He signs with X. And it's like, holy shit. Why couldn't we? I, we just kind of assume that he's going to be back and he might not be. But like you say, it is free agency. We can sign other guys. Um, I was reading something before we went online about what our cap situation is with Jake Muzzin on long-term IR. And I mean, honestly, you look at the you look at the numbers and the millions that you could work with, and Matt Murray's eating up a chunk oh, of them, right? Like, can we yeah. just can we just sit him down and say, hey, you're on long-term IR and you just don't have to worry about playing anymore and you're just kind of done. I it doesn't really happen. I don't think he's going to be down with that. And I think we're going to be stuck with this guy's contract unless you package it into package it into what who's going to say, yeah, absolutely. Like what's he make four and a half. Yeah. 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 We'll take that. Who's going to take that in a hard cap era. I just can't see us having anything but this contract on our books. Well, something like that sort of happened yesterday where Chicago acquired Josh Bailey from uh, the New York Islanders and bought him out. Um, I think we've seen that a couple different times. The Patrick Marlowe and bought him out. Yeah, the Patrick Marlowe contract a couple of years ago. The Leafs had to give up a first rounder to deal Patrick Marlowe to Carolina for them to buy him out. Like it, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. And you know, Rosie, we talked about it throughout the season. Just what a what a colossal mistake, an error of judgment to think that Matt Murray again, a guy he knew very very well was going to be that guy, was just insane to me. Nonetheless, we have 
We just talked about that so much. And Brad Tree Living, by the way, did say yesterday that they will not be using a buyout, at least in this window. There's another buyout window coming up in a couple weeks' time here in the offseason. But I, I think that's what the, 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 the two outcomes, possible outcomes in my world, reading in between the lines, is either going to be LTIR or they're going to try to package him with something to get him out. Um, but I do think mm-hmm. one way or another, there will be a resolution to the Matt Murray situation in the next couple of weeks as things get really underway here in the offseason. Objectives for this team, like I, I think there's so many boxes to hit, but everything, Rosie, stems to Nylander. It stems to us to Matthew, so they got to figure those two out. Uh, but they can't wait too long. But Murray's on my list, acquiring a top four defenseman's on my list, adding some depth and scoring bite. Like every year, because those guys make the money they do, the bottom six changes. It, it just always changes. And and that's okay. You know, the bottom six can be, you know, your workhorses. They can be the the character guys. They can be the grit guys and the depth guys and the PK guys and and the locker room guys. And it's it's cool with me. Like, it's you can change a lot by changing that. And that's all they're able to change because of, of the cap crunch situation and the money the big boys make. But, you know, you, you just, you got to assume that, that tree living's just cranking the phones, sitting down, meeting after meeting after meeting with different guys about what, what are you hearing is available? What could we possibly fit in here? Who do you like? And I hope that obviously as a fan of the team, that comes to a signing that everyone just kind of fist pumps about and says, fucking rights, we got so-and-so, let's rock and roll. Like, we feel really good about this. But it's just, again, it's a difficult job. I don't envy his job right now, especially because of the contracts that need to be done, the cap situation. It didn't go up by very much. And, you know, your hands are totally tied. I, I imagine there's so many conversations and meetings that Tree Living has with teams where they're just like, nah, no thanks. Like, you have nothing to offer me. Like, we're we're done here. So, you know, hopefully free agency provides something solid where we can really sink our teeth into it and say, yeah, we just got better. The thing you can't underestimate either, and maybe it's different with this Brad Tree Living regime firmly underway, is like the pushback from up top. Like, if, if Shani says, I want the core four back, they're coming back. Like, I don't care who you are. You could be Jim Rutherford, you know, Doug Armstrong. It does not matter. If, if Shani, who's the head honcho there, wants them back, you bring them back, and suddenly you're, you're running things back yet again, right? We've talked about this too. Like, it's lunacy. It's chaos. It's ridiculous. Like any other adjective to describe how dumb, how stupid that type of decision would be. Here we are entering July 1, and you look at this lease roster. And again, you got to be careful. It's still early in the offseason, but they haven't done anything, absolutely anything. They brought back Kampf, they brought back uh, Holmberg, but they, it's the same team. Oh, it really is. Uh, I don't know. Like, Shani's not dumb, right? He he watches a lot of hockey and you know, you want maybe by like say you're the president of the team and you watch every bloody practice and you're in the room talking to guys like You got to know, right? Your outlook's going to be biased. It's going to be different than ours, different than anyone who just sits and watches the team from afar and analyzes it and stuff and you got to wonder like does he have it in him to 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 do something big if something comes along and again i'm talking about shanny because like you just said he he's gonna okay everything and i mean when we were going through this conversation of gms i wondered why not just make him the bloody gm like he obviously doesn't 
want to do the job i wouldn't say or he he could have just stepped up and say i want to do the gm role yeah but he's happy with being the honcho and the brass where honestly it's less work i wonder is he going to allow something big to happen if it even comes across like have he has he had a talk with true living already saying this is not gonna happen like we're not looking for x and that means don't blow up the core four. And then that's even more handcuff. And that's even more, you know, narrow ability to, to do anything of value to more for tree living. I just, I just wonder about it and like wonder where Shani's mind is at. Like, does he, is he in love with this team? Does he, does he agree or think that it needs to be changed somewhat drastically? Does he just understand that we need to get better, but it's almost impossible because making huge deals is tough and, and we're not really able to offer a whole lot to other teams. I don't know, but it's interesting to see. And I just really think that Tree Living's got a tough task to make this roster a lot better by tomorrow. And that's the thing, too, is like Brendan Shanahan never has to talk to the media, man. We just never, never. know what he's thinking. We never know what he's going to do. It's just uh, to me, it's really, really fascinating, right? I just want to know the objective. I want to know the strategy. I want to know the game plan. I know there's so many moving parts, but like, Ultimately, we have no clue if, you know, from the top down, they're saying by any means necessary, you bring back Matthews, you bring back Nylander. And that's why the negotiations will be so fascinating to see one way or another, whatever way it happens, you know, when it comes to Matthews, when it comes to Nylander and others, negotiations, how do they go when it comes to Bradtree living when you compare them to Kyle Dubas? Uh, but nonetheless, what, what could Marner get in the open market, I wonder. <laughs> Dude, we've tried this. I mean, I I don't think we're at a point where they're even thinking about Marner. No. They're he's locked in for two years. He's a local product. I get it. Like you and I are on the same page um, on a, on a lot of things. Sometimes we're not, but like this one specifically, I if I had to choose, and I understand it's different contractually, but if I had to choose, by far, by far, it is Marner to go and Nylander to stay. Man, I just think the body of work, the type of player. I much prefer a guy like Nylander in the playoffs than I do Mitch Marner. I just that's the way I feel. You know, there's a lot of guys on Twitter who would mm-hmm. be really mad that you said that. I and know. Throw a ton of numbers at you and stats I get at it. you that would make you apparently try to feel like an idiot. Hey? Yeah, but it is what it is, man. It's all about opinion, right? And that's why I oh, love yeah. this job. That's why I love media. I love covering this team. Like it's opinion. And who are you to tell me otherwise? Why can't I have an opinion? That's always my question. Always hilarious when. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like we had that short out about us talking about Marner and what you could get on the market. And does he have, you know, the jam and the desire and the intensity to do what it takes to, you know, lead a team to the Stanley cup and Holy smokes, people get fired up and they act as if you like the big thing was like, how dare you have that? Opinion? Exactly. Like, who yeah. the fuck are you to have that opinion? You didn't even have that many points in the NHL. It's like, who who told you that you have to have a whole bunch of points in the NHL to have an opinion? Meanwhile, this guy who doesn't have any points in anything is have that has this furious opinion about X. And it's like, you have an opinion. How do you chirp my hockey mm-hmm. background as if that's the only deciding factor on talking about a team? It's it was hilarious, man. So a lot of I mean, and that's why we cover this team. That is why there's a show on this team, because a lot of people passionately, passionately care about it. And I'm just of the camp that, uh, you know, it's been proven. This is what happens with this core. There's a lot of money tied up in guys that have a certain 
X factor and are they going to bring us to the promised land? Maybe, maybe not. So far, not. That's the only thing we know for sure. And, you know, if something blew up, I, I just, I would love to see something crazy change and have reason to believe that things will be different this year. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly as we wrap by looking at the chat. And again, as per usual, Donnie does dishes, stir in the pot, stir in the pot. Donnie say it. <laughs> uh, Mr. Female Bacon, Donnie, your wife is calling. Get those dishes done. <laughs> this Donnie guy is not very well liked in the chat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Some guys like being uh, heels, man. You're one of them in a lot of what? ways. What? I'm a heel? Sometimes. All right, give my fucking opinion. Sorry. Uh, James Baxter, did you expect Kessel to go in the corners and hit Rosie? Did I expect him to? <laughs> I expected him to complain if he ever had to by accident, but that's about it. Yeah. It's, uh, go in the corners and hit. Yeah, I did fucking expect him to. If if he's a, if they were expected to win the Stanley Cup, I had a lot on my plate at the time trying to stay in the goddamn league and shit. And, uh, you know, I wasn't dissecting the team down to its core. I was busy doing my own shit. But yeah. if we expected to win the Stanley Cup, goddamn right I did. I expected him to go into the corners and, and get a puck out of there and throw his elbow up and F you once in a while and be in the middle of a scrum and give a guy a shot, which Keschel did sometimes. Yeah. And... Yeah, you're damn right. I expect everyone to play freaking. I don't I don't understand why these guys that well he puts up points so he gets a pass. He doesn't have to do all the stuff it takes to win. Who the fuck gives guys passes like that? Every single guy, I don't care what you're making, can go into a corner and dig a puck out. Mitch Marner can do it. He should do it. And everyone's sitting there going, Oh, he put up here's the points he put up in May leading into the playoffs. I know. And, and that was this uh number of guys in the NHL. He was ranked this much when he has the Corsi stats. Shut the fuck up. If you want to win the Stanley Cup, everyone has to go into the corner and get the goddamn thing. Do you not think Nathan McKinnon goes into the corner and got the goddamn puck when they won the Stanley Cup? Like who who the hell just says you can't possibly expect Mitch Marner to go in there and play hockey hard? Who the hell decided that? That's the reason these teams aren't getting shit done. It's because guys just assume they don't have to do anything hard to win a Stanley Cup. Whew. Accountability, buy-in. That's why your rants are fantastic. That's why we have a playlist on our YouTube page for your rants. Because I, more times than not, when you listen, you're right. You're you're right. And that's probably why this this team is chasing its its own tail, man. I mean, they're a good team and they have potential, but they haven't got it done. So quit acting like you can't expect more out of the players that make $12 million when they are underachieving. That's the whole definition of sports. You need to, you, we pay you to try to get it done. And if it's not getting done to expect more out of you is not absurd by any stretch. I've been a player. I understand. I've been on the other side where, oh my God, these fans expect this. Oh my God, they expect me to do X and Y. And that's great. I understand it all. But if you're the top tier player that everyone says is untouchable because you're so goddamn great, it's not outrageous to expect you to do more. I like it. I like it. So we'll leave the conversation at that. And again, we've uh, annoyed some people in the chat. A lot of people are. What are they saying? <laughs> Do some arm workouts, Marner, Patrick G Mafia. Our chat's fantastic. We love everybody in the chat. Uh, so thanks to everybody involved in today's show. Uh, producer Aaron, you, Rosie, I don't know what you're drinking right now. Getting rehydrated after a big 
long night getting set for free agency again if you missed it off the top of the show very bonus addition for you coming up on saturday we're taking time out of our canada day long weekend i'm going to the jays game tonight fired up about that but nice. taking time out of the weekend to recap anything that transpires for the maple Leafs. so we'll be with you at a special start time tomorrow three eastern on saturday three eastern on uh, on saturday for the live edition of the show of course if you missed that we understand you're probably going to be out here on the long weekend We'll have it up on the YouTube page as well at the Leafs Nation 401 where you could subscribe and we'll see what happens over the next 24 hours, Rosie. Buckle up, bud. Yeah, it'll be cool. Hopefully some noise is made because I'm tired of not having a whole lot to say, which actually never happens. But I want to have a splash, baby. I want something to happen. I want some controversy. I want some pissed off fans. I want some elated fans. I want it... Uh, I want some discussion, baby. So hopefully something goes off and we'll be there to cover it with, uh, we're doing DFO and all kinds of stuff tomorrow. I wish it wasn't at 9 a.m. because I want to have some drinks, but we're always working early, man. Who said you can't have drinks, dude? You, the barn burner guys, I, I saw the barn burner guys in Nashville. I said, you guys are fucking legends and you've inspired me and Rosie to do a show like that down the road. I don't know if anybody in the chat missed it, the barn burner boys and make sure to go check them out. They cover the Calgary Flames did a show i think around christmas time where they boozed and they did the show while boozing it was the best thing i've ever seen in my life they were teeing it up for like a week deciding like what am i gonna go buy for booze and 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 then they got sloshed on it i love it we're i would do that majority of the time if we filmed at like 6 p.m but uh these 9 a.m starts out west baby i mean you gotta keep it on the rails right full disclosure we we have a we have a lot planned coming up next year folks uh we aim to be at the nhl draft in vegas which is going to be a shit show we've got a lot planned for all-star weekend in toronto so we're gonna we're going to aim to do some live stuff and maybe somewhere near you. Um, if you're in the Toronto area, uh, we'll make sure to put some information out there. And who knows, maybe we do a live show at night so we can get buckled and do a podcast. That's the best All you got to do is put Rosie on a jet, baby. Just put me on a jet. We're you doing a PJ. That. A PJ, Sounds bud. A PJ. Yeah, I think we're a ways from that, buddy. But uh, I'll take we're anything at this point. At the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe. We'll talk on July 1st. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.